T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Odd Rod along with my co-partner here, Mr. Rob Pitts. Rob Pitts, how are you doing, sir? Easy on that partner talk. <laughs> doing good, Odd Rod. We're sitting here at Ruby Tuesdays right here on Woodruff Road. Green Live. Talking about live. I want to tell you something. This beats the crap out of working in a studio, man. I'm talking about blue sky, beautiful cars, great music. Good-looking women walking around. I mean, what else can a man want? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to send our uh, our uh, boss man an email about having us just live everywhere. I'm telling you, I love this, man. Yeah, just, I don't care if we're live outside the studio. We'll just do it there. That's right. I mean, this is great. I'm telling you what, man. Well, we've been talking about Father's. It's Father's Day, and we've been talking, giving our backstory, and uh, now we're on to you. You yourself. Me. Yeah, you. Well, you know, like I said, I came in, you know, when the drag racing thing, I mean, these were my developmental years for all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we got into hot rods, and we were really big into the street rod. This was in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, we were you know, going to NSRA, National Street Rod Association, national events. Um, you know, those were the big events. This Four Good Guys and all those shows really got big. Uh, next thing you know, you know, we got a few old cars, and I mean, going to car shows every weekend. I'm talking about, you know, you go to a show during the day, and then go to another small show that afternoon, and then that night you went to a cruise in, and that was every weekend for me, my grandpa, and my dad. It was kind a family affair. Kind of like what we do now. Exactly. But I mean, that, and that was growing up. That's what we did. We went to car shows. I mean, I made friends that I'm still friends with today that I see at events, at Hot Rods and Happy Hour events today, and I love it. Yes, sir. Man, I tell you what, and you've you've put another uh, couple of nice cars in your stable too. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, through the years, you know, I I love old cars. I mean, I think that was a lot of just how I came into the hobby. You know, these late model guys, I mean, they got a great thing going. I mean, they got cars with air conditioning, and I mean, you know, all these What's creature that? comforts. Yeah, really, with all these creature comforts, and I mean, they were awesome. I mean, they're great cars, and they're beautiful to look at. But I mean, I came in, I'm an old car guy, you know, and uh, you know, I've had several old cars through the years: '67 El Camino, '67 Camaro, you know, '65 Bonneville, '61 Impala. The '65 Bonbon was a beautiful. The car. Bonbon was gorgeous. Uh, you know, I've had several old cars through the years, 57 Chevrolet, 66 GTO. I mean, just all these cars, and they're at 32 Ford. But, I mean, and speaking of my 32 Ford, did you see the pics I sent you? Yeah, we'll, we'll wait on that one. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's a very, very cool story of that car. But, like I said, now I've got a 65 Malibu SS. You know, it's a 300-horse, 327 car, four-speed. It's a great cruiser. It's a gorgeous know? car. It is. I mean, it's probably mis- probably one of the best-run small blocks around. I love it. I love that thing. There's nothing tickles me more than you know, pulling the shifter back on that four-speed. I tell you what, it is a gorgeous car. And then you got your beautiful truck, too. Well, yeah, I have a 72 GMC Sierra Grande short bed, which basically is a 72 C10 short bed truck. And it's a GMC with every option but tilt wheel. And the thing that was really cool about it was how that truck was optioned out. It's a factory big block truck, and it's a documented one of one. Yes, sir, man. That thing's got AC. Well, you know. <laughs> like we use it. Yeah, AC. Who uses that in an old car? You roll the windows right. down and listen well, to the exhaust talk. But, I mean, the thing that's cool about it is is the truck is a mild custom. It's got all DJM suspension. Of course, it's rolling on HRBB wheels. I mean, it's just a cool truck. You know, it's just a cool cruiser. But the thing is, there's nothing on it that's permanent. We can reverse it and put it back factory height. 
and have a great time. I mean, you can make an original truck back out of it again. And it looks good either way, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I love that truck. And, it's, and, I mean, the thing about that truck, other than the fact that it gets four miles to the gallon, that you could drive it every day. Well, I mean, it's carbureted. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, my 77 Olds gets 12. I think I'm doing good there. That's what I'm saying. That's economy compared to me. Right. All right, so we got a backdrop on Rob, of course, you know, talking about his father, his grandfather. Um, I think we're, uh, we're going to give a little, shed a little light on the past of Odd Rod. Odd Rod, the story of Odd Rod. The story of Odd Rod. Now, Grandpa, he wasn't much of a car guy. I mean, he was a car guy, you know, he likes them. But uh, the coolest thing I remember, I always call it the Pawpaw van. Grandpa had a uh, Chevy G, was G10 van, maroon, and that's what he kicked around in. But I remember my grandpa always having a Cadillac around. That's a grandpa thing. My grandpa was a Cadillac man, too. Oh, Grandpa even had the one with the little TV antenna on the back, the little boomerang antenna. Oh, my goodness. Grandpa had one of them. And it, I'll tell you what, I've owned one of them Cadillacs, and Grandpa's instilled a, the love of Cadillacs. He had a DeVille lack with a wheel on the back? <laughs> exactly. So Grandpa was always a Cadillac man. He he always liked rolling in style, and I appreciate that because it, it bestowed a little bit of that in me. I still like them big cars, obviously. Well, I mean, nothing rides like that era caddy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had a what was 79 Seville with a 425 big block in it. You don't want to talk about great running car. I mean, funny story. I'm going to break and tell on this one. This is a funny story about this car. This car was your base model Cadillac. It had a bench pleather seat in it. I mean, just base model is all get hardly no accessories in it whatsoever, but it had the big block under the hood. And the reason why is the guy who bought it, he bought his wife a real nice, you know, loaded out one, and then he bought this one. Well, this one he ran moonshine in. Really? Yes, sir. It was a moon. In a 70s car, he was still running shine. It's 79. As far as I know, the man's still running shine to this day. He's but, running a caddy with class. <laughs> caddy with class. But, I mean, you got to think about how big is the trunk space on an old Cadillac like that. Gotta, you put a lot of shine in the Cadillac. We have a very valid point. I mean, you can fit a lot in there. So it was actually a real good moving car. But, anyhow, you know, my grandpa wasn't that big into cars, but dad, however, Dad was into cars, and Dad bestowed my but, love and my passion. But this is the thing with you guys. I mean, because you live, you're from Michigan now. You, you're yep. from near Lansing, right? Uh, well, Kalamazoo, which is, you know, where Tim Allen got arrested for his little cocaine habit. Of all things to be known for. I know. And then you move down here to Union, and you get Susan Smith. So it's like two great stories from where I'm from. I'm telling you. So, I mean, I mean, but you're not. I mean, it's Detroit. It's, I mean, you're Motor City people. Oh, yeah. Well, Grandpa was actually born down here in South Carolina, a little, uh, a little place called Fish Dam, which is outside of Chester County area, and uh, a little settlement. There, all that's left there is a monument telling about Fish Dam. But Grandpa was born there. My grandma was born Pickens. I don't know how Grandma ended up up in Michigan, but Grandpa, at the age of 18, actually moved to Detroit looking for work. Really? So, yeah, and he, in the end, became a locksmith. But that's, yeah, I was he about was, to say, was it going to turn into this Johnny Cash song in Detroit no. <laughs> or working on an assembly line? No, Grandpa actually went and he became a locksmith up in Detroit. And, you know, that's what he did for years. I mean, even when he passed away, he still had all his locksmith stuff. So, so that's what Grandpa did. But Dad, you know, he grew up. I mean, Dad was graduating in 74, so he grew up right there in Michigan when where all these muscle cars was. you got to think. In the heat of the muscle car battle, Dad was a teenager. And that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and he was right there in the mix. It was nothing to see all these big block cars just cruising up. And everyone you go to school with is in a big block something because you got to think it's just a couple years old. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, the thing was cool is you got your, your big blocks, your veils. You had, your, of course, your 400 Pontiacs. Uh, you had your Fords, 428s, 429s, Super Cooper Jets, all this cool stuff riding around. Actually, one of Dad's brothers actually had a uh, 429 Super uh, Super Cobra. I mean, that's... I mean, I mean that was. I want to tell you something. I mean, I love, I love the new muscle. Right. Don't get me wrong, but nothing compares to what these cars were like. The stigma they had. Well, well, Dad actually in 1974, his brother, my uncle, bought a 74 Dodge D100, and this is the coolest thing ever. Um, you got to think, Little Red Express, the Midnight Express. These were big trucks back then. But Dodge D100 was base model as it gets, and they bought this thing. It was four screen, and he actually bought it slightly used off the son of a guy who worked at a Dodge dealership. So you got to think, you work at a Dodge dealership, you can get wherever you want. So they got this base model Dodge D100 four screen, and it had under the hood a 440 big block 390 horse. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, back then, you, I mean, when you order a car today, you know, you have options for that particular model you can pick. You know, if you knew how to check the right boxes, you could just about get any motor combination in any car you wanted then. Oh, you could get anything you wanted, and this was a prime example. So in 74, my uncle bought this truck, and it was a 74 Dodge D100. Well, in 76, two years outside of high school, my dad actually got this truck. Dad put a set of headers on it, set of, you know, dual exhaust and a set of mags on it, and that's it. And, and what else did you need? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, you open it up, help it breathe a little bit, and that's it. But, I mean, Dad used to tell me stories about this truck. And, you know, you just go find a Corvette because you got to think, you know, a uh, 76 Corvette wasn't hitting on too much. No, no, a 76 Corvette was not hitting on a lot. So Dad find the 67, you know, 66 Corvette and just blister it in this Dodge truck. I mean, awesome time. It just a sleeper from way back. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 I love it, man. So I'm going to tell you more about some of Dad's cool rides coming up after this break. That's right, guys. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. You know, Rob, I love that intro, getting eight miles a gallon, loving every minute, because we're just talking about that. That was insane. It's funny how that works out. I'll tell you something else I love. I love being live. We just had Miss Liberty Bell walk up and take a selfie with us. Whenever you can have a good-looking girl come take a picture with you, you're having a good day. You know, I welcome that. This right here is my kind of work. <laughs> just talk what you're good at. Oh, I think we're both pretty good at it. Yeah, we're good at talking and, and taking pictures with pretty girls. That's what we do. Love you, honey. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. She's standing right there, my wife. It's like, be quiet. She's going to get me in trouble. All right, so we're talking about Pops. We're talking about this beautiful 74 pickup he had. And, you know, that truck met an awful demise. After killing some Corvettes and running from the law a little bit, um, that truck actually ended up with a blown motor. That's. I wonder how that happens. You know, that kind of runs in the family. Me and Dad are pretty good at blowing motors. I, fi- I figured that, that out. You get it honest. Yeah, I, I think Dad bestowed a little too much in me on that one. Yeah, really. That's one, that's one one talent he didn't have to give you. Thanks, Dad. So, a little bit later on into my life, I grew up, Dad had uh, a bunch of, well, of course, we lived in Michigan. So, uh, we had 4x4 four four Blazers, you know, the old K5 Blazers. Those that, things are cool. I'm going to tell you something. Very collectible now. Oh, yeah, very collectible. I've even owned one. But Dad has 76 and 78. I actually had a 77. Um, but there's some cool stories with this, which made me love cars even more. Uh, there was a cool, common place for us to go up in Michigan. It's called Three Lakes, and it was literally that. It was Three Lakes sitting back to back. And, and to back. <laughs> hence, hence the name. <laughs> hence the name Three Lakes. Well, Dad's a little fun thing to do because 
he was dad was drive his blazer off into on the beach side of three lake just drive it off in there scare us me and my brother to death but you know it was cool <laughs> he yeah. didn't care i can't swim yeah i'm like i can't swim but he's driving his blazer off into three lakes love it i mean but that was just some of the cool times we had with my dad and then I remember there was a park, very famous park we always went to in Kalamazoo called Kennelberger Park. This is where everyone went to, you know, go skiing. Well, not skiing, but, you know, sledding down the hills when it snowed, you know, go bobsledding and all that. Well, they had a big flight of stairs, so when you bobsled down the hill, you could just walk up the stairs right back up. Well, Dad thought that was a little too much to have to walk up all them stairs, so he would just drive his blazer up and down it. I want to tell you something. Those old blazers are pretty tough. Yeah, and, and Dad liked to test the limits in it, so when I got mine, of course, I did the same thing and test the limits with him. But, I mean, that was just my dad. He was cool. I mean, you know, and then when we got down here, which this is why I love square bodies, for those who don't know that I do. I've owned about five or six of them now. But uh, Dad had a 1980 Chevy Silverado original 350 Oldsmobile diesel truck. And this is a truck I still own today. It's a little rough for wear, but... I mean, this. I mean, that's old school though, with, yeah. with the old 350 diesel in it. I mean, you talk about an antique in itself. Oh yeah. Well, when we got the truck, it actually had a 350 uh, gas-powered Oldsmobile engine in it. So someone had swapped it along the way. But this is the truck I grew up on driving. I mean, you talk about us. Well, now, now, in a 350 Oldsmobile gas engine is not too bad. When you when you start doing the whole GM 350 diesel, do you realize how big of a slug those things were? Those things were god awful. I don't even know. What, and all they did really is they took a gas powered Oldsmobile motor and put a different set of heads on it to allow it to be a diesel. These things were a flop. Man. Well, the pistons were different in them also. I mean, because you got to think about the compression end of it. But right. I mean, it, there were some different internals. But it was a horrible idea. Well, GM's had a few of them over the years. But I mean, what manufacturer hasn't? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, Dad's had some cool cars. He's had some Torinos over the day. You know, he got a lot of secondhand muscle cars growing up. And you know, I remember the Torino real well. He actually has '74 baby blue Torino, uh, 351 Cleveland. I actually was telling you about that car the other day. It was baby blue with baby blue guts and a baby blue top. I mean, you couldn't get any more blued out. She's but baby blue. Yeah, she's baby blue all the way. But I mean, and my thing is, I came into this. I like being outside with my dad, so and we grew up kind of broke. So anytime you know the old truck needed worked on, I was right there with dad, changing alternators, changing starters, whatever it took. You know, he would tell me what to do. I'd get up under the truck and do it, and that was what bonded me and my father a lot growing up. And you know, that's what got my me into the passion of loving cars is just working on with my dad like that. Well, I guess the majority of people under the hood and gets that passion. You get a little bit of grease under your nails, and you know, and it's also it's a job done. What you did yourself, you accomplished something, a project. You know, whether it be putting on an alternator or a starter or an engine rebuild or something like that. And I mean, that's what almost probably ninety eight percent of the people that get in this hobby. That's what brought them to it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And then when I bought my first car, my 63 Chevy Bel Air, which if I could ever get a car back, that would be the one. But, I mean, Dad helped me with it, you know, setting the points in the distributor. There's not many people my age who even know what points in a distributor are. Well, I mean, and for, you know, it's actually, that's a good thing that they don't know what it is. You're right. I mean, that's not, that's, the, most, that's not the most efficient way to have a car running. That's one of the most worthless items in the world. I mean, you know, one thing I will praise General Motors on in 1974 is when they came out with electronic ignition. Oh, HEI distributors. You can't beat it. Well, I mean, they run them all the way to 1994, so they did something right. Absolutely. But, yeah, Dad told me how to uh, work the points in an old distributor. I actually still have that points gauge at the house. Like, I know where it's at. 
just I'm, just in case. I mean, I mean, you're probably the only millennial that even knows remotely easy, what points are. Easy on the millennial thing. I mean, it's true. I think I've earned my title of not being called you, a millennial. You are one of the coolest millennials I know. I'll give you that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Coming from an old spiky-haired man, I'll take that. Hey, at least I got it. <laughs> but, no, I mean, Dad bestowed that in me, that love and that passion for cars. And, you know, we worked on the 63 together. We got that car running together. And even in high school, you know, all the other kids were, like, just goofing off in shop class. I was over there building, you know, small blocks. I built my first small block in high school, actually. Well, I mean, and that was the fun thing about it. When we all had that motor we built, that we got our, and it actually cranked, it cranked up and ran. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the thing that shocked me. The very first motor I ever built was a small block 350. I built it in shop class. And I remember being late for my uh, fourth block class because I wanted to hear this thing run. So we poured a little gas in it, and sure enough, first t- try, it cranked right up. Well, I mean, you know, and that's it's the, the feeling of accomplishment. And well, the it, next thing you know, you want to build something else, and then you want to build it faster. Yep, absolutely. And then there's a funny story with that. I actually had a buddy who had a 22R Toyota pickup truck. And uh, at the time, I was a senior, so all I had left was shop. I didn't even have to go to school my senior year, thank God. But all I had was shop classes, so. You like one of those Doogie Hauser tubs? A little, little. I think I just got the Doogie part. But, <laughs> but uh, anyhow, my buddy, uh, he came in, and he had a 22R, drove the truck in, needed to rebuild it. It was leaking oil, blah, 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 whatever. So we brought the truck in early that morning, let it cool off, and we went ahead and yanked the motor. We rebuilt that motor and put it back in that truck, and he drove it home that afternoon. That's awesome. I mean, Probably couldn't do it again. It probably didn't last forever. Don't know. But you know what, though? But we did, did it. it. I <laughs> we mean, did and that's it. those fun things like that. I mean, I remember so many things we did like that in high school. And, I mean, these were the things. I mean, these were our molding years. Oh, man. I mean, little did we know that, that those things right there are going to point us in the direction we're going to go in life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I could never imagine that what I was doing back in high school, you know, goofing off, trying to build a, a motor, rebuilding a carburetor, and losing half the parts. I could have never imagined that that was the start of something major, you know, in in the end led me to where I'm sitting right now. Well, I mean, you got to think about the automotive industry. Not only can it be a hobby, but, I mean, this can actually be your living. And, I mean, that's the exciting thing about it. I mean, a really quick story about a friend of mine. You know, of course, I went to vocational school about auto body. You know, he wanted just to take a bird class with me. Now he's a PPG paint rep. I mean, and that's how it happens. It's, It's unbelievable. And you hear these stories all the time. But speaking of stories, we got to let uh, some commercials tell some stories, and we're going to uh, come back and tell some more of our own. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's going on, man? You're going to give me a heart attack. You look like a little sleepy over there. I had to wake you up. Well, I, I wasn't sleeping. I had my head down because I dropped my pen. <laughs> Slacker. Kill <laughs> You're so honest. I look, I dropped my pen. I did. I mean, we're not taking a test. We're talking on microphone. Well, that was a good pen. I mean, I, you know, I'm a man who cares about my pens. Yeah, I know, because you stole it from me. <laughs> All right. So I tell you what, we've been talking about my past, Odd Rod's past, Father's Day, Father's, Father's Rise, what they're into, what got us into the hobby. But I want to tell you something. Let's talk about the Rob and Odd Rod saga. Oh. How did these two minds come together? Well, it was one faithful night on Craigslist when Rob was Easy, easy. <laughs> no, so uh, we were at a, what is that, car show that uh, starts in the morning. Yeah, it's like something like, like hot tea and something. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. we were at this certain morning car show. Trucks and Java or something, something, something like, like that. Yeah, like you know, cappuccino and... 
Kaz. I don't Kaz. know. Kaz. Kaz. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, anyway, we went to a certain morning meet, and we got to talking. We did. Um, well, you had a uh, you had a plastered 65 race number on the side of your Malibu. Yeah, I did, actually. And I was like, what idiot would stick this to his cars? And you touch that magnet every time you sit in my garage. I, I, I know, because it. it's like, I'm drawing it's a, to- it's a it's a dummy magnet. You just go right for it every time. But anyway, so we were at the car show, and you know Robert is in there in a laid out '91 Caprice station wagon on air ride, uh, you know, flat black, murdered out with a lace top. Uh, I first, That's how I rolled. Well, what I did was <laughs> is I approached Odd Rod this one way. I had my hand on my wallet to make sure it was still there, and then I shook his hand and introduced myself. And then we got to talking about car shows, and our sense of humor is a lot. We were joking around right off the bat, and. We just got to talking about how bad this car show really was, you know, and how, you know, we could do this so much better in all the different ways. Kind of like how bad my decision with that wagon was. Yes. I had a $500 station wagon with about a $4,500 suspension under it, so it was a smooth move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another wise investment, sir. (laughs) And you know what? Got rid of that one and done it again. I'm telling you. But, you know, like I said, we we got to talking about it and, you know, kind of a play on this certain, uh, certain meet. We came up with Hot Rods and Happy Hour. You know, it's a nighttime, laid back. We're kind of like the unruly cousin of Cars and Coffee. Yeah, that's a perfect description. I mean, it is. I mean, we, we like to have fun. We're laid back. You know, it's a uh, it's no uptight stuff. We play good music. We have a great time. We have a great crowd. And I think everybody's liking it, considering we pack it out every time we come out. Yeah, I mean, they're all standing around listening to us. So, I mean, we're doing something right, I well, guess. So it must be. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean you know what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe, maybe they like what we're hitting at here. But. Like I said, it's been a great, great trip. But we started that first Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and it was June. It was Father's Day of 2015. Father's Day of 2015, which that show almost didn't happen. Yeah, that, that show almost didn't happen. That was a uh, that was a rough month for you. Yeah, that was a rough, rough month. So on June 16th, 2015, my father actually passed away after dealing with some complications. And uh, that was a Tuesday night. And uh, I remember calling Rob. I said, man, I think I called you Wednesday morning. And I said, man, I said, I don't know if this show's going to happen. I mean, you know, we had just made each other, what, two or three months ago? Yeah, not even that. I think it was about two months ago. And, and, and I said, man, I said, I, I don't know if I can do this. I said, I, I don't even know if I'm, I'm mentally there to be able to handle doing this show. Have you ever really technically been mentally anywhere? And you got a valid point there. And then I think it was, what, like Wednesday, uh, later Wednesday or Thursday, I sent him a text. I said, man, I said, there's no way. I said, my dad would have wanted this to happen. And, you know, my dad was in the hospital for so long, he didn't even know what Hot Rods and Happy Hour was. I never even had a conversation with my dad about Hot Rods and Happy Hour, the idea of it, because he was in so bad shape. When I talked to him, it was about, you know, a little bit more important things. So he never actually got to hear about the idea of this. And so, you know, Father's Day came around that year. And I remember being there, and I'll tell you, a good friend of mine who's here right now, and he's actually right over my shoulder, Brandon Gaffney walked up to me, and I'd never even seen him at that time. And he come up to me and said, hey, man, I'm sorry about your dad. And that's why I knew we were doing something right. Well, I mean, that's back to the whole car family thing. We look out for each other. We look out for our own. And, I mean, little did we know, but we were forming a family then. And, I mean, you know, now we have a family with two or 300 people in it right now. Oh, yeah, we're sitting there. It was Father's Day 2015, sweating our butts off underneath a blue tent with a borrowed PA system from my buddy Mike. And, you know, sweating, thinking, hey, man, we just want to do a cruise in once a month. We just want to have a little fun once a month. And, man, it's taken off like wildfire. The response from everybody has been amazing. I mean, just absolutely amazing. I would never dreamed 
that two years from that point we would be where we are right now. I would have never even imagined that. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal how it's just grown, like, just leaps and bounds. Well, I mean, the thing it's just insane. I mean, we went from little monthly cruises raising money for, you know, for, for a little cause every once in a while or whatever to a 16-foot event trailer and websites and national events. And, I mean, we've done so many big shows over the years. I mean, we've been in five states this past year. I love it. I love it. And then, of course, you know, we got the radio show, and it's doing great. And like I said, I appreciate you guys for listening and putting up, playing along with us on this. I mean, this is just a dream. I love it. Yeah, I mean, the the concept we had was just, I mean, it was unreal, and it's taken off. And like we said earlier in the show, if it wasn't for each and every one of the guys here, if it wasn't for all you guys listening at home or driving down the road listening to us, what we're doing would not even be remotely possible. Oh, no, it wouldn't. And, I mean, like I said. And then, and then our sponsors. You know, we got Griffin Radiator. We got, you know, Williams Detailing down in Spartanburg. We got so many people that have stepped up and believed in what we do. Well, I mean, that and, I mean, we really have changed the car show scene in this town. I mean, Absolutely. we've changed the music. You know, it's a, we put the show back into car shows. And we, I think we've done a, a phenomenal job, and I think everybody here, obviously, they're here. They agree with that, and, and they've responded so well to what we've been trying to do. And, I mean, I cannot say it enough how much we're appreciative appreciative of that. I love it, man. I absolutely, I mean, these guys believe in us. And, I mean, and I mean, every one of these cars, these people believe us. They come to our events all the time. I mean, this isn't a new thing. We hot rods and happy hour. Like I said, we've been around two years. But, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love these events. I mean, I love, I mean, these are like my extended, I see these people more than I see my family. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you and I see each other. Well, I see you more than I see my wife, sadly. She's way pretty. She's way prettier to look at than you. I promise. I agree. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and you know, it's been growing. It's been growing. You know, you come to these events, and usually you hear, you know, Rob and I. We're on the mics talking, drumming up the crowd. Well, now we have, we've brought in Josh and Brielle, and they're running the DJ equipment right now. They're making the music happen right now. Brielle over there looking all lovely. Today. I want to tell you something. That girl right there has made a shop shirt look sexier than I ever could. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, uh, you know, something were to happen between me and Jessica and Josh were to, uh, you know, pass away maybe. You're going to have to push me out of the way first. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Jump in line. But, I mean, Josh, you know, he's taken up for the DJ. And, and our plans are next year is to have them two in a second squad out there doing this with us that's right guys i mean we're to the point now where we get double booked we're doing shows that are out of state that we can actually bring them in to actually do shows right here closer to home and, and that's the plans i mean you know you guys I mean, josh and josh and brielle are like the hot rod power couple they are the power couple we had them on the air a couple weeks ago you know you guys heard from them you're going to be seeing them a lot more coming up here lately i mean you're going to be seeing them out and about well we got a lot of surprises coming up with hot rods and happy hour and Real, real soon, we got a lot of big things coming up, so you definitely want to keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah, and like we said earlier, always check our Facebook page. I hate to do another shameless plug, but always check the Facebook page. Go on there. Go to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Follow us. i tell you what. Add Rob Pitts. Add me, Robert Pettit, or Odd Rod. Add us. We like talking. We like hearing from our uh, friends. Well, I do, and I love getting feedback from it. I mean, the other day, what was the one we got a few weeks back? There's actually a guy in Michigan that listens. What's his name? Don Lambert. Don yeah. Lambert is a great guy, and we uh, work with him. Big at, B-Body guy. Yeah, we, we work with him every year, and we'll get more into that later. But we work with him every year on a show actually down in Commerce. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, I mean, it's great. The doors this has opened up for us and just allowed us to meet people. 
Speaking of people, we got Alex, Alex Turner right in front of us with Alex Turner Photography. That's right, walking around with a 1063 sticker on his forehead. Yeah, he's a fan. Is. What more that, that, that's, that's, that's fan status right there. He's out here taking pictures of all these sweet rides, doing his thing. That's right. Oh, my God, it's <laughs> But, I mean, it is. These fans, they've responded to what we're doing, and we're going to continue on to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. We're going to put on a great show for everybody, and, I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, speaking of great shows, why don't we dig in a little bit, talking about some memorable shows we've done over the years. Oh, well, man. over the two years. There's so many great shows we've done. I mean, I want to tell you one's near and dear to my heart. It's this one right here. H&H right here, Ruby Tuesdays. I love it because it's where it all started. Well, I mean, back to our first show, you know, when we, the first show we done. I mean, man, we didn't know what to expect. You imagine? I remember it because it rained. Yeah. Like all that day, and it cleared up. And, I mean, we had a great event. It, went, it, it really went seamless. But, I mean, I was a nervous wreck by the time. I mean, by the time the show got there, I mean, I felt like I needed a nerve pill. <laughs> you and I both. I mean, it was amazing. We had people coming up to us, I mean, just thanking us for what we're doing. They loved the music. I mean, loved everything, and, and they've stayed with us. I mean, we've had that same core following. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing, because, I mean, we were a little bit different. We played a little different music, you know. We stepped it up a little bit, you know. We always done some fun games, and, you know, just, just me and you back and forth on the mic. I mean, we play off each other so well. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is actually great. I mean, it really is. I mean, and there's been a ton of memorable shows that we've done. I mean, we got to talk more about them here in a little bit. I mean, just real quick, like going to SEMA. Well, that was something fun in itself. I mean, SEMA is was one of those, I mean, that's on the bucket list of every car guy. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we're fortunate enough to be a part of, you know, several different businesses that go to SEMA. We represent different companies and things of that nature. So we actually get the opportunity to go to Vegas. And that's you know seems not a car show it's a trade show but it's a wonderful event we're going to be talking about it more coming up next absolutely guys so if you're not out here at ruby tuesdays come see us we're going to be here till nine o'clock or later um come see us come hang out with us we're going to be uh, on the air till eight and uh come check out the 1063 tent right here on hot rods and happy hour right here on 1063 word all right guys welcome back to hot rods and happy hour I tell you what, Odd Rod. What's happening, man? The place they need to be is right here at Ruby Tuesdays on Woodruff Road. I tell you what, I want to play a game. Let's play a game. You know, they don't let us play. This is our first time let them actually trusting us with live radio. The next person that comes up to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour tent or the Hot Rods and Happy Hour trailer and says they heard us on 106.3 WORD, we're going to give them a free Hot Rods and Happy Hour t-shirt. That's right, right here on Woodruff Road, Greenville, South Carolina, Ruby Tuesdays. So that's easy. If you're riding down the road, you're listening, you're tuned in on 106.3, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and you hear us, and you say, hey, they're getting a free t-shirt. All you got to do is exit off on Woodruff Road, pull in here to Ruby Tuesdays, come see us. I mean, we're not hard to spot. By no means. I mean, and we're going to give look, you a free T-shirt. That's right. We're right here under a red, white, and blue tent. You can't miss us. All right. So back to what we were talking about. We were talking about some memorable shows. We were talking about going to SEMA. And going to SEMA was probably the most memorable thing I would say in my life. That was, that was a bucket list. That was a, I mean, you said it. That was a bucket list. Well, it is a bucket list thing. I mean, you got to think about it. Anybody's the who's who of our hobby is there. Oh, yeah. And we've met so many great people out there and made so many great contacts. Contacts that we've brought back home to you guys right here in Greenville, South Carolina. we got a lot more coming, too. Oh, yeah. I can't even release some of the names we got coming up, but this is going to be great. Tell you what, another great show we got to do is the Mini Truck Nationals this year. The Mini Truck Nationals was a great event. Maggie Valley, North Carolina. 
Nobody parties like mini truckers. I've said it once and I'll say it a hundred times. Those are my homeboys right there. I love it. Absolutely. I remember going back in 2016, going to the mini truck nationals. I was like, you know, hot rods and happy hour to already start. So I broke away and went up there to the mini truck nationals. And I said, man, I said, I would love to host this show. I would love for us to host this show next year. And lo and behold, next year, thanks to our buddy Kent Williams putting in a great word for us, we were there. We were hosting that show, and these guys stuck it through. It rained all weekend, and these guys stuck it out. That was a great show. It was a wonderful show. It was a wonderful show. Like I said, the rain, it didn't slow these guys down, I mean, at all. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I mean, these guys, they're hardcore. I mean, that's that's the best way to sum it up. And I mean, this is some of the, you know, and people joke, and they roll their eyes about mini truck shows. I'm going to tell you something, probably some of the best craftsmanship I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Framework off the charts, body work, through the roof, paint jobs like none other. I mean, if you're a custom car enthusiast, you would love going to a mini truck event like the Mini Truck Nationals. I, I have to agree with that. And then another memorable event, a startup event, this one was phenomenal. Ponies in the Smokies. Ponies in the Smokies in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We rocked out so many awesome places. Of course, we were at the Sevierville Convention Center with Ponies in the Smokies. It was an indoor-outdoor show, and they had vendors there and all that. But we had two kickoff parties that we also did. At the Hard Rock Cafe and then at the Quaker, Quaker State. State Lube. I mean, in, right there in Sevierville as well, you know, Gatlinburg. Awesome, awesome show. I mean, there were so many beautiful Mustangs. One for every year, and almost every one of the uh, was the uh, specialty the saline cars. Well, they had almost they had one year, one of every year of the saline cars, and they had one of every year, but like a '76. Yeah, what's for you, every year Mustang made. Let's face it. When's the last all, time you seen a '76 yeah, Mustang? You, a '76 Mustang too. I mean, when's the last time you saw one? But the thing that was really cool about it was all these cars were inside. Yeah, and you know, you had some specialty cars there. Like it was cool. I, I talked about this when we covered that show on the air. I talked about this car. You know, they had the Hearst, uh, Hearst Edition Mustang there, and that's cool in and of itself because those were rental cars, but then they had a Hearst convertible there, which was one of 13 made, and those went to the executives of Hearst. So to see one of those, well, to see both of those cars in the same place was just phenomenal. Well, I mean, the Hearst rental car thing, I mean, that's a big thing. They actually came out in 1965, and these were Carroll Shelby cars. And yep. people, they called them rental racers. You could actually rent them and race them for the weekend and drop them back off. They actually done away with this program because people were stealing those 289 Hypo engines out and putting anything else they could back in the car. Yeah, I mean, th- this was awesome. And then you had, uh, what was that? I can never think of the name of them. The uh, red Mustang, the big wing car, I always call it. The Cobra R. The Cobra R. They had one of them there. Yeah. Again. What, 2,000. They, yeah, 2,000 of those made. Or, yeah, it was the year 2000, but I think they only made 2,000 of them, too. Yeah, they didn't make very many of them at all. So very odd car. It's got a real tall wing on the back. And, I mean, it's a, it's a gorgeous car. And, you know, very low options. Only came in red. Probably one of the... Well, I think up till you know here recently, that was one of the fastest production Mustangs ever made. Well, yeah, think about it. They had the Terminator cars. There were several fast Mustangs after that, but at the time, it was the fastest around. So, I mean, you had all these great cars, and then, like we talked about, the Salines, you just don't see them. This was a phenomenal show, and I cannot wait to be back up there next year. We've already got our invite. This is going to be awesome. So, if you're a Blue Oval fan, this is the place to go. But on the flip side, we also did the fifth annual Camaro Gathering in North Carolina. Another great show. That's a great show because it's for a really great cause. We're raising money for the Brenner Children's Hospital up in North Carolina. I'm talking about Camaros from all over the country and Canada. Oh, yeah, and Canada. We had all the aqua blue uh, metallic cars from Canada down. I've got one word for you, Odd Rod. 
Jello shots. I, I think that's two words, Mr. Robbins. Okay, I got two words for you. Jello shots. <laughs> that Wade Hampton education's coming in strong, buddy. <laughs> you got me. No, I mean, <laughs> that's a cool side story in and of itself. So, you know, Rob Pitts and I were judging that show, and they thought they could coax the judges by uh, handing us jello shots. Well, my good friend Rob Pitts here doesn't really drink, so I kept getting all of his. That was a you good were, night. You were taking one for the team. I, I was, yeah, I was. I was I was the pitch hitter on that one. But <laughs> I'm telling you, i done more jello shots that night than I think I've ever done in my life. It was a good time, though. Well, I mean, that was a fun show. Like I said, they had great bands there at night. I mean, it was just a great show. I love hotel shows. Absolutely. And then another great show, we talked about Don Lambert a little bit earlier on, but Don Lambert's show that we work with him on, the Southern Super Heavy Shootouts down in Commerce, Georgia, at the Atlanta Speedway. This is an awesome car show slash drag racing event. And let me tell you a little bit about this. This is a 4,000-pound-plus car. So if your car weighs in at 4,000 or plus cars, and Rob, i got to stop right there. We just had a Batmobile pull in here. We, we've got the Batmobile on we, the scene. we got the Adam West Batmobile just pulled in here. That's awesome. That is too cool for school right there. we got <laughs> Grumpy Jenkins, Grumpy's Toy, 68 Camaro Center for us with a Batmobile beside it. If that's not epic enough to come down here, nothing is. I, I had to stop mid-sense on that one. We have the Batmobile is here in the house. That is awesome. That is very cool. But, yeah, the Southern, back to what we were saying, the Southern Super Heavy Shootouts, man, that was a great show. And that was our first icebreaker at calling a race. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a fun one. Of course, it was at Atlanta Dragway in Commerce. And, I mean, it was fun. And the thing you think about, you know, your car's got to be over 4,000 pounds. That's no big deal at all anymore. I mean, all your no, new Challengers, Chargers, Camaras, they all weigh over 4,000 yeah, pounds. Yeah, all, all, so really, all these pony cars have gotten pretty heavy. Yeah, so now these these cars are, can compete in this. And then, of course, you've got your classic B-bodies, Mark 8s, Mercury Marauders. You've got all these cars jumping in on it, too. But it's not just American cars. We had Teslas there. I mean, it's anything. So if you got like a, you know. Well, a Tesla's an American car. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I mean, if you got, like, a Volvo, you know, one of the high-number Volvos, you know, well, the turbo. They had, a, they had a Volkswagen Jetta limo. They had, yeah, they had a Jetta there. I mean, so if you got anything like this, as long as it's 4,000 pounds, and that's with a driver, which is not hard to do, maybe sandbagging a little bit, I mean, you can compete in this, and this is awesome racing. Oh, yeah, it's awesome racing. It's an awesome time. I mean, and then the Batmobile pulls around. Is it pulling around? It is pulling around. I'm right telling now. you guys, if you're not here. I mean, just, just our view looking outside the 106 I have, a, I have a Batmobile heading straight toward me right now. This is the coolest thing. That's ever. just too cool for school. I've been seeing this car rolling around town, and now to see it heading straight toward Like, if he let off the brakes, the Batmobile is going to take me out. This is great. I love it. He just turned on a siren. You can hear it in the background. I know you can. That's just too cool right there. But, you know, talking about shows we've been to, and he's got the pawpaw pipes on. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Adam West was kind of old, you know. <laughs> it was old school. Got the Craig or SS Mags. Adam West had good taste. That's what I'm screaming. <laughs> but, I mean, all these shows we've done, man, they have been phenomenal. I mean, we, you know, we've done the charity show for Jacob Hall, the little boy that lost his life in the Townville shooting. I, and uh, that, that was a great show because it went to a really great family. Yeah, I mean, that was an awesome, awesome show. And then, you know, doing the show for Craig Owen, the good friend of Hot Rods and Happy Hour. He was a drag racer, lost his life at Wears Shoals at a race. And, I mean, you know, his wife and all that stuff, we raised money right here at Ruby Tuesdays, actually for her last year. Yeah. i tell you what, man. I'm a little jealous right now. We're losing all our fans to over to the Batmobile. That's right. I mean, we're cool, but we're not Batmobile cool. Well, Miss Liberty Bell is still hung out with us. But, guys, I'm telling you what, we're going to have to wind it up right here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're going to have to let you guys go. 
But I'm telling you, you need to come out and hang out with us here at Ruby Tuesdays. We're going to be here for a little while longer. You need to come out and see us. We'd love to see all you guys. All right, guys. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.